Welcome to Today on Broadway for Wednesday, December 16, 2020. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Ashley, we have officially nailed down a date for you, me, and Grace to discuss the Netflix yeah. film adaptation of The Prom. It will be Friday's episode. Yes, indeed. Uh, that is going to be one hell of a discussion. Um, I'm this will be the first about it. show that you and Grace do together, yeah. which will be all kinds of fun. And um, I am very much looking forward to discussing the film. I still need to watch it, but um, yeah, I just I was gone, and now I'm back, and it's on my Wednesday to do list. So depending yes. on when you're listening to this, I may or may not have already watched it. Very good. Well. That'll be coming up in the podcast feed on Friday, or if you're a member of our Patreon family, it will be coming up sometime on Thursday after we edit it. If you want to be a part of that and get all of our episodes before they hit the regular feed and to participate in every Sundays this week on Broadway recordings, head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com slash Patreon. All right, actually, we're going to start today's show with a bunch of money news having to deal with COVID, starting off with the big news of the day. Uh, which is the fact that the Save Our Stages Act is quickly coming to a vote in the United States Senate. Co-authors Amy Klobuchar, a Democrat from Minnesota, and John Cornyn, a Republican from Texas, have spent the last few weeks working on the bill and attempting to educate their colleagues about its importance. In fact, earlier this week, Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer, who's been a supporter of it from the very beginning, was seen wearing a sage, Save Our Stages mask at the Capitol, and there was a hearing on the uh, specifics of the Save Our Stages Act in uh, Congress on Tuesday, and there could be a vote scheduled as early as this week. But that vote will not be on Save Our Stages by itself because it will have to be a part of the larger federal relief package that is currently being negotiated in both houses of the Congress. Senator Klobuchar spoke with, with Variety in an article that was released yesterday about the bill and its chances for passage. She said that the reason that this effort has survived since it was originally announced in July, while a lot of other ideas and relief packages have kind of fallen by the wayside, is that it has had strong bipartisan support from the very beginning. But she does say that the bill will not come to the floor on its own, and it needs to be part of that larger, larger federal aid, aid package, which currently is a bit of a mess if you haven't paid attention. She said that the Save Our Stages portion uh, of the overall package is just 1% of the $900 billion that is being proposed, but it will have to be uh, passed in totality for this to make it to law. When asked how the public could support the bill, she said, quote, call your member of Congress and make sure the stages bill is included. They're still taking calls and emails, social media. It makes a big difference. At this point, we're literally a few days away from finding out if we're going to pass this or not. Actually, uh, the hearing on Tuesday featured full-throated support from both sides of the aisle, referencing everything from Broadway to Merle Haggard to Prince and everything in between. But there was concern. <laughs> Standard that conversation. That just yes. sounds like anything I talk about. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, but there was concern that the overall relief package might not have enough support. Uh, to pass because of ongoing fighting between the parties. Um, and then there were actually sure. some that thought the Save Our Stages uh, bill didn't go far enough. 
nonetheless, this is an absolutely important beginning, which should have been passed right. months ago. Right, right, right. And this sets the stage for other things to happen in the future when hopefully we have a much more hospitable Congress and administration. Yeah, that's the thing of mentioning that some people didn't think it goes far enough, which it doesn't. Uh, and that this is a beginning when we're nine months in is really infuriating and the beginning should have been the actual beginning. But this is a start. As you said, we should hopefully have a more hospitable, uh, amenable administration coming in that actually gives a damn about the arts and, you know, theoretically the workers behind them as well. So, you know, hopefully we will see some fast changes i kind of i'm not i'm not taking the role of a pessimist though i'm often taking the role of a pessimist um i didn't think that was a role i thought that was just like who you were (laughs) yeah because it's my on-air personality obviously but i'm just i'm gonna have to wait and see because i'm just i've there's a lot of it's just the mentality of we've been stuck here for so long that I'm still kind of like, is there, are we going to have change? Like, are the next few months going to be better? I hope so, especially since like indoor dining and everything just closed back up in the city and worker, uh, hospitality workers have once again lost their jobs. So things are getting dire again. So I'm a little, I'm, I'm on the edge of my seat. Yeah. It's just, uh, you know, I don't want to beat a dead horse because we talk about this a lot, but it's just like, of course. But I mean, what is, what else is there to talk about to be fair? It's just like, all right, we get it. We are a broken country. Let's mm-hmm. find some people mm-hmm. that actually want to do something to at least put a Band-Aid over it, because you're not going to fix right. it right, right, right. in one fell swoop. That's a that's a very good way to say it. Yeah. So anyway, speaking of things that are broken and need fixed, uh, a GoFundMe page has been started to save the famed West Bank Cafe mm-hmm. in its basement performance space, the Lori Beachman Theater. The page says that the West Bank needs to raise a quarter of a million dollars in order to get out of debt brought on by the pandemic and whether the rest of the shutdown-related storms until Midtown returns to some semblance of normalcy. As of recording time, the fundraiser has brought in over $58,000. Actually, I love the West Bank. I love Very the Lori Beachman. Very um, much. Last time I was in town, I had... Uh, dinner, pre-show dinner there with, uh, the great Oliver Roth. Uh-huh. And, uh, I'm a, a love, it's the stuff at the Beachman Broadway sessions, other stuff going on there. Um, so I'll be yeah. contributing and I really hope that others do as well because it would be a shame. Absolutely. To see this, uh, institution on 42nd Street shut its doors for yeah. good. One of my fav- favorite cabaret venues in the city. Definitely, I w- mm-hmm. definitely I would say top three of the many, wow. many. So I will also be contributing. And yeah, I expect to see a lot again. Expect to see a lot more of these in the next couple months. But Lori Beachman and West Bank are very important to me. So hope y'all contribute. All right, let's round out this section with the news from Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS that was announced on Tuesday, in which they said that NBC's primetime special one night only colon. The Best of Broadway raised $3,051,297 following its airing last week on Thursday up through midnight on Sunday. I'm guessing that's like 12 a.m. Monday, right. not actually like yeah. midnight, because that would be a weird thing to do in the middle of the weekend. Anyway, sure. um, while the show itself was a bit weird and uneven, this is definitely something to celebrate. Yeah, much better news than the other two items. Uh, I still haven't seen it. 
So yeah, you were out of town. You were out of town. Well, that, that was what thir- that was Thursday night. So te- Thursday night, co- technically, I wasn't. Uh, but well, we were recording. We during were recording, it, so. and then I don't have like proper TV, so I couldn't have DVR'd it. So I had to wait for it to be on NBC's website the next day, mm-hmm. and then I was out of town. Right. So yeah. it's on the list. It's on the list with the prom. The prom being the priority, of course. Absolutely. It was a little weird. I mean, it was good, but mm-hmm. it, calling it the best of Broadway and only having like three shows that are actually on Broadway right now represented yeah. was a little weird. Having Kelly Clarkson and some other country singer and Patti LaBelle sing, like, I think Patti LaBelle's been on Broadway maybe, but, um, the others have it. So it was did a little she weird. Have, did she have backup singers though? I fast forwarded through it. Oh. So. Um, then they did like a, they, they had a filmed performance from Barbara, which was weird. Like this was like that I filmed, heard. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like pre. COVID times. It was very strange. Barbara can do um, whatever the hell she wants, so she just sure, pulled sure, something sure. out of the archives, to be fair. Yeah. She's like, yeah, here, was, I'm Barbara Streisand. <laughs> there was an interesting performance of of Seasons of Love, which is great, yeah. because I love Seasons of Love. We talk about how I, I cry at everything rent all the time, yep. but it wasn't a cast of rent. It was just, like, Broadway people singing it, and, like, they gave no introductions interesting. to any of them were. Like, I recognized about half of them, but it was just, like, very random. Either mm. either way, over $3 million raised for BCEFA is Killed always a it. good thing. Love that, yeah. Yeah. All right, actually, we're going to take a quick break from the news and send it over to James to talk about our sponsor this week, BetterHelp. We'd like to welcome a new sponsor to Broadway Radio, BetterHelp. We have all been through a traumatic 2020, and it's affected all of us in one way or the other. Do you ask yourself, what interferes with your happiness? Is there something preventing you from achieving your goals? We could all use some help, and BetterHelp makes it easy to get that help. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. Connect in a convenient, safe, and private online environment. You can start communicating in under 24 hours. This is not self-help, it's professional counseling, and with BetterHelp, you can send a message to your counselor anytime. You'll get a timely and thoughtful response, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions without ever having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if necessary. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. The service is available for clients worldwide. Another thing is is that there's a broad range of expertise available for which you might not be able to find a counselor locally in many areas. BetterHelp has licensed professional counselors who specialize in depression, anger, stress, family conflicts, anxiety, LGBT matters, relationships, grief, sleeping, self-esteem trauma, anything that you share is confidential. One thing to note is that BetterHelp is not a crisis hotline. I want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash broadway. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Broadway. Once again, we'd like to thank BetterHelp for sponsoring Broadway Radio. Thank you, James. Everybody, I cannot recommend it enough. BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Broadway. Uh, we'll get you 10% off your first month over there. 
All right, let's get back into the news, Ashley. And first up, this comes from the Sundance Film Festival, as there are a pair of documentaries that will be premiering there next month uh, as their festival begins uh, that are theatrically and the arts related. The uh, Sundance Film Festival for 2021 will be taking place digitally, of course, um, from January 28th through February 3rd. And the two documentaries in question are Ailey from director uh, Jamila Wingott, um, which is obviously telling the story of visionary artist and dancer and teacher Alvin Ailey. And then the other one is from Miriam Perez Riera, which is Rita Moreno colon, just a girl who decided to go for it. Um, talking about her career, there are a ton of people uh, from Broadway, obviously included in this documentary, including Karen Olivo, who obviously has the connection with Anita to Rita. Yeah. And uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda is in it. He's also one of the executive producers. Very cool. Um, and there's also uh, another one coming up called Summer of Soul or When the Revolution Could Not Be Televised, um, which is directed and produced by the Roots band leader uh, Questlove. So um, with all of his connections to uh, Hamilton, and he's kind of be- dipping his finger and toes and everything into theater, I figured I'd just mention one, that one as just well. Just one finger? Yeah, it's not full-throated uh, musical theater conversion, but it's a little. It's just maybe okay. it might be like a, a ring finger, like a fairly mm. decent-sized finger, not mm-hmm. a pinky. Mm-hmm. But it is a substantive finger nonetheless. Okay. Got it. Got it. Thank you for clearing that up at that important bit of diary from the mouth up. Thank you. All right, moving on. The Atlantic Theater Company announced yesterday that they will present African Caribbean Mix Fest, a series of free readings co-produced by playwright Godilis Del Carmen and playwright director and the artistic director of The Young Vic, Kwame Kwai Arma. Thank you. Thank you, Siri, for I didn't talk to you, but she was actually reading me about the Atlantic Theater Company's African Caribbean Mix Fest. Oh, excellent. See, she's on board. Yeah, thank you for... Interrupting me, AI. Anyway, um, that will run virtually from Tuesday, January 19th through Friday, January 29th. The festival will include full-length play readings by France Luce Benson, Del Carmen, and Kwai Arma, as well as short plays by Jasmine Lee Jones and Whitney White. Additionally, The Atlantic will commission Jalisa Contreras, Dane Figuero Ididi, and Patrice Johnson Chavenez to create short one acts and present them as readings alongside a short play by Jeff Augustin. The admission for the event is free with a suggested donation, but reservations are required. We will have a link for you to do so in the show notes and at broadwayradio.com. And finally, in this section, unfortunately, we got more Bad news about the upcoming film adaptation of the West End musical Everybody's Talking About Jamie. Originally, the film had been set to be released two months ago in October of 2020. It was then pushed back to be released in January of 2021. That was the last bit of news we got. Currently, the film is unset, which means it does not have a release date. Um, Unlike Warner Brothers... Disney is very strongly trying to avoid putting a bunch of films directly onto its streaming service. Uh, Disney Plus, they're doing Soul coming up uh, on Christmas, which is a Pixar film starring Jamie Foxx, which looks incredible. Yeah. Uh, But they're not doing it a ton with other... Uh, with other films. So we're just going to kind of have to wait and see how they adapt to this with news of a, of a vaccine. Perhaps movie theaters yeah. can get back going by mid-2021 or at least into the fall. Um, 
but yeah, this is disappointing. This is a, a film that I know a lot know. of people are excited about. Yeah, and, I'm really uh, now looking we're, forward to it. Yeah, we're not exactly sure when it's coming out. Mm, yeah, I mean, we don't know when anything's happening. I was no. really looking forward to this, so I will continue to look forward to it. I'm very much of two minds of like, I want to see these things, just release them already. Yeah. Uh, and also, obviously, everyone wants to wait for the potential of a vaccine whenever everyone is going to end up getting one. But I just want to see things. Just put them on streaming. I know. <laughs> just I put know. them on Me streaming. Yeah. You know? I'm really annoyed that Black Widow hasn't been released yet, but that's another I'm, short. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry for you. <laughs> anyway, let's <laughs> move on that, to some take things. Take that, that how you want. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. Seriously, um, <laughs> let's move on to some things that will make me feel better because Black Widow hasn't been released yet. Yeah. First off, coming off Grammy and Tony nominations for "Ain't Too Proud," Derek Baskin has put a holiday spin on the uh, Louis Armstrong classic "What a Wonderful World," hmm. and he is releasing it, and it is being uh, distributed via Bring Back Soul Music. Um, this interpretation of the song uh, is available for you to listen now, and it is uh, it is wonderful. And finally, Ashley, this mm. last thing, I, I, we, I, I told you when I first saw it, I was like, I like this, but I'm a little unsure about it. I had you watch it before we started recording. Yeah. And this is a new ad for Netflix's uh, The Prom, in which um, Pittsburgh Steelers wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster, Baltimore Ravens kicker Justin Tucker, who happens to be the most accurate kicker in NFL history, by the way, and Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chief tight end Travis Kelsey all profess their undying love for musicals. Um, and they're, it's very fun. They are very uh, cool about it. They're, it's very sweet and endearing. They're dancing, uh, talking about Zaz hands, which is fun. Um, <laughs> Justin Tucker even sings a little bit. It's very cute, but the ad is titled Men Love Musicals. So it had a little odd tinge of 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 I guess homophobia, I think is probably the best way to put it. Like they're talking about how like I don't know We're, that it's like aggressively. No, homophobic. no, no, no. It's like a, like it just a, was a weird microaggression in a way. In a way, I don't know. To me, it was yeah. like uh, it's kind of like when and I did musical theater and then I was in the pit band like my entire high school life. It was like when one of the popular kids slash like major athletes made it into the school musical. And I was like, I don't know what to do with this. I literally do nothing but play my <laughs> instrument all day. Why are you here? It just kind of felt like that to me. But I mean, that's probably that's essentially what they were going for. So I thought it was cute. Yeah, it was very cute. It was well done. This is not a critique on them at all because they yeah. seem very sincere and like they were totally into it and looked like they had a ball. Um, it was just weird, the this framing. Like, I wish they would have framed it differently, I guess. But I can't put my finger exactly on why it made me just the slightest tinge of uncomfortable. Like, I wasn't like, oh, my God, this is so offensive. Yeah, it was just it was like, like the back and forth of the movie stuff didn't really help, too. The, the, at least perhaps. for one of the well, at least for one of the scenes, they tried to make it look like uh, like they were all gathered around the laptop watching oh, yeah, these. that's a meme now <laughs> yeah i know i know <laughs> what yeah. else what else is new and, and there was also the bit where uh dd allen tells the principal like oh you're not my normal demographic exactly. so that's exactly. where it was a little like okay i see you talking about we were gay almost men. there like, yeah it, i was just but 
nonetheless, Juju, Justin, and Travis are delightful in it, and um, they're it's very cute and very sweet. And as somebody who likes both the football and the musicals, yeah, this um, is tailored for you. That. Jeez, so, yeah. they tailored this to you exactly. Yeah. I do like the Absolutely. first comment that they have on YouTube that was not the Straits trying to sing and dance, which really could have gone either for the movie <laughs> or for the commercial. So that's <laughs> that's very funny. Not the Straits trying to sing and dance. I like the message they're trying to convey. Yeah. yeah, that's that's okay. it. That's what, yeah. that could be either way. That's the pull quote for Netflix for, for yeah, your consideration. It, uh, not the Straits trying to sing and dance. Okay. All right. That is definitely all we have for today. Thank you for listening to today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWWMatt. Ashley, where can the peeps find you? The peeps can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No, this is Ashley. All right, everybody, have a wonderful hump day, and we will be back to talk to you tomorrow. Don't forget, Friday's show will be all prom centric with Matt, Ashley, and Grace. Mm-hmm.